It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. just don't think that Oklahoma is going to be the team that hits 80 bajillion home runs. They may hit 50 bajillion, but I don't think they're going to be the big, bad Oklahoma Sooners that they've been. And they stay there, and they stay there. I don't know, Jim. Four home runs in the first inning against Cal on Sunday. Eventual player of the year comes to Norman, gives up a run in the first inning. Should have given up about six home runs today, but Haley Lee hits the grand slam. Um, Sid Sanders just hits a moonshot. Um, that was – that's about as good as you could have hoped for uh, against uh, Valerie Cagle today. She didn't even get through five innings today, Travis, and she might be your player of the year at the end of the season. What an offensive performance. Yeah, and they need her bat in the lineup. So not only did she not get through five innings, they just moved her over to first. So she stayed in the game. So – really not getting any rest now she's gonna have to pitch again tomorrow at noon and guess what this whole lineup just saw your stuff and she probably has about i I, I mean who who knows i I bet she's a super tough kid and she's gonna come back tomorrow but it's it'd it'd be hard to have a you know as much confidence as you did today coming into the series i mean what unless you teach yourself a new pitch tonight (laughs) i don't know what you're gonna show tomorrow that they didn't see today and that they didn't absolutely mash today at some point because once you get through the lineup the team is so well coached and they're so talented that and they're so intentional with their hitting that you 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 can't keep going back to the same pitch over and over eventually they're gonna figure it out and once they figure it out you're cooked and they figured it out so if when she trots out there tomorrow Oh boy. She's not going to learn a new pitch tonight. Only Kate Horton can do that. Right. Learn a new and he pitch he teaches himself. Yeah, teach himself, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, he's he's dominating. You know, the, the, the fun thing about this lineup and someone on the text line, which, by the way, we'll, we'll get to those in, here in a, just a couple of minutes, 405-651-3439. It is the Orthostat postgame show live on the ref. Someone in, uh, pointed out Riley Boone, and it's so true. You know, we talk about Haley Lee in that bottom of the fifth inning and what a moment that was, but – you know, I think of that inning. I think of the game where OU's down by two against Texas and Jada Coleman hits the game-tying home run. So many times this year, a rally or a big moment happens because Riley Boone is leading off an inning and she gets on base. And no, she's not normally one that's going to hit it to the warning track. Maybe it's just a clean, routine base hit. But today, like you go through an order with so much power and then you get to the nine hole. And she's maybe the fastest player on the field, and she can drop a beautiful butt down on the first baseline. Yep. It's it's just perfect for what this team needs. You have that in the nine hole. She's super fast, aggressive, and she's she the can lay down a pitch. butt, man. Yeah, she she's really is. Off, yeah, you got sure. everybody tracking back, back, back. Every, you're hitting it to the wall. You're hitting it over all of a sudden, and uh, and she just lays it down. And it's so tough. 
it is so tough to lay that down and make sure it stays safe because so many times they just spin out, you know what I mean? Spin spin foul, I should say. And she laid it perfectly, and yep. she's so fast that, I mean, it, it very much felt like a uh, – um, like a, I'll do it myself moment for like Jordy when she when she you know had that strikeout that big strikeout when there was one out with the bases loaded it was like you know what I'll do it myself that's how I felt almost with Riley Boone starting it off it was like hey look I'm gonna bunt and I'm getting there I'm just gonna I'm just gonna beat it out the moment that we'll remember from today is obviously the Grand Slam we've been talking a ton about it we played the uh, highlight of it three times already on the show probably will play it three yeah, more not, times yeah, not before enough, we get not out enough. of here you know but in equally Big moment, maybe. Not not equally, but the second biggest moment is, I think, what happened the half inning before that. Clemson gets a couple of runs across for the first time all day. They've got a little momentum. Bases loaded, one out. That was Clemson's opportunity. That was their opportunity. And then, even though she just gave up two runs, Jordy Ball to get out of that jam without allowing any more and to still take that lead in the bottom of the fifth was huge. And I'm huge. so glad they let her, they, they let her get out of it. It would have been very easy to go to one of your other sub one ERA pitchers that you just got hanging out in the bullpen. It could have been, but you need Jordy's mind to be as confident as ever going into uh, the Women's College World Series. And if you pull her right there and things get get away, she might think that you know, did I you know, did I let people down? This you know, this that and the other. Like you know, like with this, her coming in and getting out of that. Oh man, it it, it fires up the entire team. And then game over after that. 47 consecutive wins now for OU softball. And what's unique about this and what's unique about the sport is they have a top 25 win over every single Power 5 conference. You've got, obviously, wins over Baylor, Texas, and Oklahoma State that were top 25 Mm -hmm. during this 47-game win streak. You've got a win over UCLA from the Pac-12 and I, I guess, well, Utah was actually unranked at the time. They were like nine and four early on. Oh yeah, but they're hosting a super right. regional. That's why now, I was so like, I still count Utah. that. Yeah, UCLA from the Pac-12, Northwestern from the Big Ten, Florida State, and now Clemson from the ACC, and then LSU and Auburn from the SEC, along with Kentucky as well. Right. So a forty-seven game win streak, and every single Power Five conference, you have a rank, not just a win, a ranked win over yeah, every single one. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, coast to coast. So. I just hope uh, there's no way we play Notre Dame tomorrow, so the streak, uh, no, you know, will not. No. Uh, <laughs> too soon, all right. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Still too soon. Okay. Yeah. That, that wound is still fresh. You know, OU. Um, you, you know, we we were talking about it earlier. I can't think of another school that has, if they win tomorrow, the claim to two winning streaks, all-time winning streaks in major sports. I think Notre Dame has kind of the opposite claim. They've ended two major yeah. streaks: the UCLA basketball streak and the uh, the OU football streak. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, which is kind of a cool set I, too. I, I would rather face Valerie Cagle in Clemson than I would Notre Dame tomorrow. Yes. All that being said, oh man, the bad the bad juju in the air would be that would be impossible to yeah. overlook. Also, Duke in the ACC. Yes, that's true. And I think Stanford was Stanford ranked at the time. They, I mean, they're in a super regional now. I think they're the number nine team in the country. So, I mean, if you just look, uh, 20 of your 47 wins were ranked wins. Nine of them were top ten. But if you evaluate, you know, who's good now, like Utah mentioned, uh, Duke and Stanford mentioned there, like it, the streak is very, very impressive. You've beaten really the cream of the crop in college softball on your way to the 47-game win streak. Another reason that I really wanted that run rule today, first of all, it just would have been awesome to be like, oh, you thought you had us – 
And then it's it's very uh, fast and furious. I yep. almost had you. <laughs> had me? You didn't have your car. <laughs> you didn't have your picture. What are you talking about? Almost had me. So like that's kind of that feel. Well, if we would have run ruled him today, we would have would have run ruled in half of our wins, an exact fifty percent. So. Um, out of 56 games, I think now we still only have 27. Only. 20, only? I know. So 56 games, 27 uh, run rules. I just, as a, as a guy who really likes that linear, I'm like, oh, man, a perfect half of the games being run rules would have been really cool. But we can still do it. Uh, also, Duke in the ACC on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, yes. Uh, let's see. 918, I've never seen a pitcher look to the dugout with a get me out of here look on their face. Yeah, yep. It, not the uh, not the first team that's had that look. Uh, it, it can it could pretty much be branded the uh, the the sooner squirm maybe. Steven Broken Arrow. The fact that OU played bad on defense and still won nine to two is crazy and shows how good they are. Yeah, we're happy about this. We're celebrating it on a uh, Memorial Day weekend Friday. Patty Gasso is gonna be like, I mean, yeah, you won nine to two, but. What about that defense, huh? What's going on yep. with that? Huh? Maybe, yeah. maybe want to get that cleaned up. Let's let's go. They're gonna be Come on. They're gonna be out there uh, taking uh, taking some infield batting oh, yeah. right now. They're probably still they're probably on the field right yeah. now. That was the thing in high school is like if we played super bad defensively, then we're going back after a road game and practicing immediately after. And sometimes when you beat a team really bad, like you drive off and leave their field and they're still running and practicing and you're like, oh, God, I feel sorry for those Ugh. guys. That's Clemson going back to the hotel right. and OU's like running <laughs> poles and still taking infield that, and outfield. It's like Miracle on Ice. Yes. Patty's just got the whistle. <laughs> Again. Uh, 405, it was truly Valerie Cagle against the OU Sooners. Yeah, look, I mean, clearly it wasn't her best pitching performance. I'm not going to judge any pitcher based on what they do or what they don't do really against OU. But even with a 9-2 to loss, I came away super impressed by she, her because, what you say, she was 3-4 for four today yeah, with a couple of doubles? Yeah, she started 3-3 against the best yeah. pitcher in the Big 12. She can hit, man. Like, I mean, we, and we knew that she could hit, but she, she looked the part today. OU's just – that level right, right. Now. and that's and and again I don't think anybody I, I think there were a lot of OU fans that you know when they saw that that Clemson was going to be coming to town and obviously we didn't have any top three players of the year which obviously some people took some exception to that and then uh, it was going to be billed as the the rightful player of the year candidates versus Valerie Cagle who is going to win player of the year but it would have been very easy for everybody to clown her and whatnot. Like, no, she she played extremely well. Uh, Captain Willard says, Cagle is a great player, but no one athlete has a shot of beating uh, Gasso's girls. They just got crushed, Clemson. Uh, they're about to get reamed by their uh, head coach for errors. She has that, it ain't good enough vibe. Patty definitely has the, it ain't good enough vibe for sure. Well, and she can back it up with uh, a bunch of rings on her hands. She can say, hey, I know what's good enough. Uh, LG Sooner, I'm glad it went the full seven because you lose a lot of experience with lack of innings. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this team's got enough experience at this time of the year, but right. it, it is more fun to watch seven innings as opposed to five. I'll say that. More, more, more softball is not a bad thing. Right. Well, with that, it's experience, sure, but Patty's known that all year. That's why you've seen, I mean, Grace Green and Hannah Coors and, and, you know, Jocelyn Erickson and, and all these, like, all these, you know, Sophia Nugent, like, all these players get in and have a bunch of at-bats. 
like just to develop that experience and to keep people happy because Tyler, this is the world of the transfer portal. Yeah, and it you, is. you want to keep your athletes happy. You know, you don't want them just getting some jewelry and then saying, "Hey, I'm out of here." You know, you, you see some play like Alabama had a mass exodus last year, and I don't think they made it to Oklahoma City a year ago, but they had some key players enter into the portal, and you see that across the country. Haley Lee left Texas A&M. I know where Coach got fired, um, but Haley Lee left Texas A&M. You don't see legit players leave OU. And I know Mackenzie Donahue left OU last year, but that was in the middle of the year. That wasn't at the end of the season, so you can kind of – you know, read the writing on the wall a little bit there. Like yeah. all that to say, like even the even the players that don't get to play every single day, they're still sticking around the program because you got a chance to contribute with this team. Yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, to, to continue with the hockey references, a lot of games it is like a line change. You know, someone might get one, maybe two at bats, but then they'll throw in Quincy uh, Lilio or someone in the out. I mean, you you just never know what changes are going to be made during the middle of a game. Yeah, and and not having any drop off. It's funny because like you know you watch the NBA playoffs and. You know, early it was, oh, man, you know, when when Steph comes out for the Warriors and, man, the other team always goes on a run. You know, you have the plus minus, this, that, and the other. Like, there's just not a drop-off. We've got such good players, you know, backing them up that a fresh, you know, a fresh Jocelyn Erickson, that would be that would be the best hitter on, on over half the teams in the country. What a, what a thing that you could do tomorrow at Marita Hines Field if you win. You can close out that place that's – I mean, really kind of I, – I know it hasn't been the only place where OU softball has played during the program's history, but that's where the best moments right. of this program have happened. You get a chance to leave that place with the game where you set the all-time win streak and clinch a berth to the Women's College World Series. Like, e- even though me, you, and everyone else excited about Love's Field, like there's a, a big-time sentimental value oh, yeah. with Marita Hines Field. And so you want to be able to send that place out in the right way. I can't think of a better way to send out Marina Hines Field than if you win tomorrow, setting the all-time wins record, uh, getting a berth to the Women's College World Series, uh, everything that goes into tomorrow. Like, that's the send-off that you want. It's, yeah, it's you perfect. can't. There's not a game that exists in the sport that's played at home that would be, that would be a bigger celebration. Sure. Right? I mean, like, you obviously play, you know, your conference championship elsewhere – you know, obviously, Women's College World Series is elsewhere. Like, the biggest game, you know, you've got your regional, but the biggest game played in your entire season is the one that sends you to Oklahoma City. And, yeah, just special. I, I, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be there. It's, it's, it's going to be a special time. Jim in Arlington says, just think right now there's some softball players in the tournament looking at transferring to Oklahoma next season. Uh, via the transfer portal, they, they better, want to win a ring. They better get a line. Well, um, who on this player or who on this team right now? You're, you're getting the number one recruiting classes on the reg these days. Yep. But who are contributors that you've gotten through the portal? I mean, Haley Lee, biggest moment today, right? Alex Storacco, who's got a sub one ERA, number, uh, number uh, one pick in the uh, in professional softball. Alyssa Brito transferred from Oregon. Um, Sid Sanders hit a bomb today. Yep. She's a transfer, and she's a big time like. It feels like kind of back to you know basketball reference. It feels like the the role player that just gets smoking hot from three. Yes, and it's seriously. like all right. Like, she's Clay Thompson. She's game yeah, six Clay. Yeah, the actual the, the only game six where he actually did anything against us. <laughs> now he stinks in game sixes. Yeah, how how's that work? But but yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's she breaks the math on it. Is when she comes in, you're obviously going to you know look at Jada and Tra and you know look and look at Haley Lee and be like, okay, here it is. Sid Sanders comes in. 
and she's got three home runs. Know, like man. just just in the last fifteen minutes, it feels like it's like well, if if Sid's gonna come in here and just start hitting dingers all of a sudden, like. Okay, fine, I guess, but it is. It's that role player that went for like eight to eight for ten from three. And I don't think that this is an overlooked aspect of the program, but they've done a miraculous job of getting elite players in recruiting and getting elite players in the transfer portal, and those players work out. You know, and I don't know what Patty initially how she felt about the transfer portal and you know and all of that, but whatever the rules are, play by the rules, and she's played by the rules. Sorry, Mike White. She's played by the rules here, <laughs> legally and fairly, and she's gotten amazing players in the portal, and they've all seemingly have, have worked out. So she's had an incredible balance of getting elite players and recruiting, but also getting some really good players in the portal that can help you out immediately. Yeah, and it, and it really you know helps out the kind of competitive nature of the program, right, is – Look, if you think you got a if you think you got a spot, you know, a starting spot or something and you know, you're playing well but, you know, you start to take your foot off the gas a little bit, there there might be a an all co- first team all conference player that knocks on Patty's door and says, "Hey, I want to come." And now all of a sudden, you you've got some real competition. So, it really keeps, you know, the iron sharpening iron. It keeps everybody extremely sharp in the whole program. Okie drink slinger, can you imagine what the street could be if they didn't drop the game to Baylor? Uh, well, they already set the record. Yeah. Well, maybe they needed the Baylor loss to refocus. Are sure. you Are you one of those guys? Need Need a loss? I got a buddy that uh, he's like, man, you know, I, I I hope we lose early so we can, uh, you know, feel what that's. I'm like, no, just take. take I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to lose a game, you know. But I will say this: I I wasn't one last year. That's like, oh, they need a loss before the postseason. I, I didn't want. I didn't like. want him. I didn't want him to lose, but. Every time they lose a game, it's scorched earth for like three months after that. OU hasn't lost a game in over three months now. We're getting right. close to 100 days since OU's lost a college softball game. So as much as I don't like to see them lose, like I think everyone else in softball says, crap, every time OU loses a game, do we play them in the next three months? Oh, we do? Oh, yeah, that's a couple run rolls on our schedule. Ask UCLA how it felt. Oh, it did not <laughs> feel good. That's 14 what, no, it did not feel that's good. That's the added bonus of that UCLA game. Like, obviously, a lot of us remember that as kind of being the, you know, the most memorable part of the regular season probably, is we were number two that game. Like, and that's what was so great yep. was, oh, okay, I bet – the UCLA coach staff was like, really, guys? You had to drop into number two the week before they come out to play us? They're going to murder us. Uh, Doug and Norman says, one of my very first games that I witnessed on that new box called the TV was Notre Dame's 7-0 victory over Oklahoma to break their 47-game win streak. Good luck to the Sooner softball team tomorrow. How about this? I'm leaving the remote yesterday at Sooner Station. Yeah. And I'm lugging all the equipment out to the parking lot. You know what that feels like. Oh, yeah. All too often. Car pulls up, starts honking at me. I all of a sudden get nervous. What is about to happen here? Did you oh have an boy. Ottawa Senators hat on? I did not have a – if you listen to that early in the show, you understand the joke. <laughs> Car honks at me, pulls up beside, rolls down the window. It's Doug from Norman, and he's got a Lindy's preseason college football magazine to oh, give to me. man. He knows I've been looking all around town for him. Incredible. He went and got me one and hand me one. I'm like, Doug, Incredible. that is the nicest thing, third nicest thing anyone's ever done for me before. Oh. That's Saved me $14, I think. Incredible. Well, well it's in, in any other day, dude, trust me, we are running down that preseason college football magazine to oh. death. But today, come on. It's Special all about day. OU softball. Special day. It's all Special about day. OU softball. That's, that's funny. No, it was a good deed by Doug. That was, that was really cool. I appreciated that. Ortho Stat postgame show live on the ref. Uh, we got to get to our under-the-radar player. We'll, let's do our under-the-radar player 
uh, brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Coming up next, you guys know the drill. Hit us up with your under-the-radar player, 405-651-3439 on the Knipple-Meyer Chevrolet text line. More to come next, right here on The Ref. Is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? The hottest selection in town good. Plus, during the Memorial Day sales event, get incredible deals like $14,000 off the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4XE and $10,000 off the 2022 Ram. Home run number 16, Alyssa Brito. In case you didn't hear, OU softball dominated once again today. 47 consecutive wins, OU one win away from reaching reaching the uh, Women's College World Series once again. It's now time for our Under the Radar Player, brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. I'll give you the tee box on this one. Who is your Under the Radar Player of the Game? I'm going Sid Sanders. Mm, nice uh, pick. I just think, again, I think obviously our quote-unquote stars, the Tiaras of the world, Jada Coleman's, though they kind of get you know Jordy, they they get the the headlines, but what what really unlocks the best version of of how good a softball team can be. I truly think that this team is the best softball team in the sports history. If Sid Sanders keeps hitting like she's hitting, because you just can't. It's just something you can't account for. Just, just in the in where she's at in the lineup, you think that you're going to get a little bit of a break because you just saw all these national player of the year candidates, this, that, and the other. Advantage, and yeah. you just and you just take your foot, not even all the way off the gas. Your foot's still there, but you know, you kind of just you, know, you kind of ease up a little bit and take it off the floor. And she sends it, and she hits it deep. Oh like, my god! Like gosh, she's not dude. hitting Moon them. Shots. Like they're not bouncing off of gloves over the wall. She is hitting it like no doubters, man. Home run village. That's going to be her favorite player, or their favorite player out there, because she's going to going to fill up that village. Yeah, um, I mean she's not the only one. I mean Haley Lee just hits well, moon. I mean everyone does. No, no one gets cheap home runs on this team. They could move the they could move the wall back thirty feet, and they still might lead the. The country in home runs. I mean, right, seriously. Right. Yeah, they're deep. Uh, text line, Riley Boone, the bunt was clutch after the Clemson beginning. I think that that's a very good candidate uh, for under-the-radar player of the game. I, okay, I'm going to go a little bit different here with, okay. with under-the-radar. It's not someone that you immediately think of. I like Sid Sanders. I like Riley Boone. I'm basing it off of what happened in her last timeout. And what happened in her last timeout was – well, maybe one of the more rough innings that Alex Duraco had all year long against Cal. Mm-hmm. She didn't start the game today. Jordy Ball did. She comes in the in the final two innings, and no one really notices because the game was kind of over by then, or at least felt felt like that. I thought Starocco, after having that tough inning against Cal, to come back in and close the game out today. I think that that's under the radar here moving forward. Yeah, that's a great pick because you know you talk about the game kind of feeling over. I'm not sure. I, I know it was. You know, obviously, a uh, quite the emotional roller coaster for Clemson. But keep in mind, the last time they were up, they scored two runs. They had the bases loaded. They had eight hits today. I mean, we had the same amount of hits as they did. We just happened to have seven more runs. And that's the thing; they were getting to Jordy like they were getting hits. So I think that you know, with that six, they thought, "Hey, let's go ahead and punch back. 
Let's go ahead and punch back. We, we, we were this close, you know, one swing of the bat away, and we're the ones that are, you know, up 9-2, to two, or 9-4, to four, I guess, if you say. Like, we're, we're, we're a swing of the bat away. Let's make it happen. And then Alex gets in there and just says, no, no, yeah. we're done here. One and two-thirds didn't allow a hit in right. that relief appearance. That's, uh, that's pretty big time. Jordy now 17-1 and one on the year. Five and a third, eight hits, two runs, uh, just one of them earned, right? Six strikeouts, yeah, because mm-hmm. only one of them earned Correct. because of uh, a, a couple of errors that were out there. Correct. Jordy Ball, 17-1, and one. Valerie Cagle now 25-7 uh, and seven on the year. Uh, I'm in for Kinsey Hansen, says the texture in the 405. Didn't have uh, a play offensively today that you know, was to the level of Sid Sanders or Alyssa Brito or uh, definitely that of Haley Lee, but, I mean, she's she's solid, right? You know what you're going to get with, with her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it, uh, yeah, Alyssa Brito struggled early defensively, but recovered and sent a homer to Edmund. Checks out, yeah. Yeah, she, gosh, she was having a tough time on that corner, man. And it just it, – it's something that you always hope happens after kind of a rough outing on defense is just get in there and just send one over the, over the wall. There's there's nothing that there's nothing that clears that out that clears the mechanism if you will by just getting one over the wall. Yeah. Okay. Look. So I I think it's hard to not feel super or maybe even a tad bit overconfident heading into tomorrow. I think I know we all respect Clemson and Valerie Cagle and know that they're going to come back tomorrow and play tough. But yeah, man, it, it it's hard to not feel really good when we look at tomorrow's game after what just happened today. I mean, because OU wasted no time whatsoever. Jada Coleman gets the leadoff double. They get a run in the first inning. Like, the writing on the wall was there from the very first inning. Now, Clemson made a threat there in the fifth inning. I didn't necessarily thought that that was going to happen after the first inning of softball that we saw. But, yeah, man, it's it's hard not to feel really good about tomorrow based on what happened today. Yeah, and, you know, if you're Clemson, you have to look at it and say, look, we had had base runner in the first – Base runner in the second, base runner in the third. I mean, they were getting, they were getting to Jordy, but I don't know. You you got to wonder, and this is, this is gonna fall on their coach to to get them mentally ready because you've just got to feel so defeated that you felt like you had them, like you you had them at least one game. Because everybody's saying, hey man, if Clemson can just get one off them, you know that would be a, a monumental win. And they had it. Not that not that you know we were gonna lose if they if they knocked sure. a couple more runs in, but. I mean, they they had OU, I would argue, in far worse of a position than any OU fans had had thought we would be in today. It, I mean, it really is the most resilient program I think I've I've ever seen, and not just from today, but the Texas game earlier this year. They're down by two in the mm-hmm. seventh. They win it in the the bottom of the seventh inning. The Oklahoma State game where they're down two going into the top of the seventh. They end up winning that, right? And then today, it's Clemson gets a little bit momentum back, and that's what – I don't even know if that's what great teams do. Maybe that's what historic teams do because that's the level they're at now after the, the record today. Historic teams, just when a team gets a little bit of momentum, they completely crush your soul, their next opportunity, and that's what OU did. OU had its biggest inning right on the heels of Clemson getting the most momentum that they had all day long. That's That's what – that's what right. historic teams do. I don't again. I don't even know if great teams do that. Maybe it's just historic teams that do that. But they crushed Clemson Skull in the in the bottom of the fifth inning. Yeah, I said Skull. I meant Soul. But maybe they did both those things. Did, did a bit of both. Yeah, it's you know it. You run out of. We've said it all year, Tyler. You run out of ways to talk about the team. But 
everybody told us, and I think part of it is just the national people wanting OU to lose, at least one. Like, they're just like, man, our sport's far more interesting when people don't know who's going to win the national title. So if we want people to tune into our stuff, we need to be able to talk about other people maybe winning yeah. the national title. Um, so with that, you could feel the weight of it. I mean, I, I think my Twitter was loading slowly because all the national accounts, you know, gassing up Clemson. And then all of a sudden <laughs> after that home run, it woo, freed right up, freed right A lot of people deleting tweets. A lot of people deleting tweets. Oh, Clemson's putting the pressure on. It was kind of like – uh, what was it? The Cal game where the announcers were like, "Oh man, they're going after these hitters, man! Yeah. They're really aggressive." I'm like, "After one out, one, in, what one out, one out, <laughs> one out!" Like, good lord! Like, there, there really is just such a push nationally. I mean, just just hoping, just please knock them off the pedestal. And I, because OU wasn't a traditional power back in the '80s, I, I maybe they just want to see something new. I I, I don't know, and but part of it is. Uh, admittedly uh OU fans on Twitter yeah <laughs> you know like I say keep at it Let's even go, a guys. slight even something that's not a slight like Jen Schro we make fun of her you know on the show with the clips and everything but she she just tweeted out and then there were three because she was just put out like she just put out the three player of the year candidates like just pictures of like she was just basically reporting that they're the three player of the year candidates and OU fans Oh my! You would have thought that she insulted your mothers. <laughs> like they went after her like piranhas, and she's like, "Look, I don't. I didn't even like. This has nothing to do with y'all. Like I literally just said what happened, and then you guys took it. But that's the thing, man. It's it's very uh, you know Jordan esque. You know, yeah. just finding slights and finding insults when when they're not even talking about you. Incredible. Kevin says, "Darn near three straight singers to start the game today." Kevin, did you mean darn near three straight dingers, or did they have three straight singers sing the national anthem? I think it was just one today? doing the national anthem. Otherwise, they harmonized beautifully because um, <laughs> it just sounded like one voice. Uh, uh, Tyler from Kellyville says, uh, "Ball updates: I'm mowing my dad's yard in Sepulpa, and Sid Sanders' ball just now landed in front of me." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Be careful uh, out there. It. You might have to mow with a helmet on if OU's playing. Ed in Houston says, Kinsey Hansen has my vote. Cagle wasn't the same after she got hit in the leg by that line drive. Yeah, that's 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 a good enough reason there. Yeah. That's... I still think the outcome was inevitable, but if Kinsey help, uh, helped out with the line drive to the leg, sure. Yeah, Well, absolutely. and also something that, you know, talking about Kinsey, like when that inning started to get away, like Kinsey is the – the voice of reason, the coach on the field, right? She was the one that kept calling in the infield saying, all right, we got to get through this, get through this. Like, when when she wants to talk, man, they they run in there and they listen to her. Obviously shows a lot of her leadership. And, and it it helps when your leaders – it's easier to be a leader when you're really talented. It's not often that, like, the worst player on the team – is is the best leader, you know what I mean? Because you need to be able to back it up, right? And Kenzie, I, I thought she had a lot of really important conversations today in that fifth. OU wins nine to two. What other game has gone final? Nine seed Stanford over the eight seed Duke, three to one in the Durham Super Regional. One game currently in process, and oh, you love to see it. Four seed Tennessee is up on thirteen seed Texas, four to one in the top of the fifth in the Knoxville Super Regional. Yep. Texas had runners in scoring position until Tennessee uh, just shut the door. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hate to see it. Poor uh, horns. OSU and Oregon uh, coming up in 20 minutes. OSU could be the first team that punches the ticket to uh, to, to Oklahoma City if they uh, if they win this game against Oregon. FSU and Georgia, 7 p.m. tonight. Northwestern and Bama at 7 p.m. 
Louisiana and Washington at 9 p.m. and San Diego State. And uh, DJ Gasso, the Utah Utes at 9 a or excuse me 9 p.m. as well. So fun day, for, fun Friday night of softball coming your way. And Bedlam game six um, could be 6:30. No, uh, for the uh, oh baseball yeah for team, baseball. So well, I'm, I'm sit, yeah in, it in definitely will be. It definitely will be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All so. right, more of your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU softball. One went away from Oklahoma City. Keep it locked right here on the Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 405-447-9000. Enjoy the Sooners and stay at NCED Hotel, located on Highway 9, just 10 minutes east of Owen Field. Call today to reserve your game day hotel, 405-447-9000, or online at nced-hotel.com. Swung on, hit deep to center, it is back, it is gone, it's a grand slam for Haley Lee. Forty-seven consecutive wins. Twenty of those are against ranked teams. Nine of those are against teams in the top ten. Several of them are against teams that are currently in the Super Regional. How about we count that during the 47-game win streak? Texas, yes. Will you count these for me as I say them out loud? Texas won. Uh, Stanford and Duke. Oklahoma State. Florida State. Northwestern. Washington and Utah. How many is that? It's eight. Eight. <laughs> and, and we can take Clemson now too. They're in a super. Y- yeah. So nine. So, so nine. Yeah. Nine. Not counting yourself, of course. Nine. Like during just your forty-seven game win streak. Well, no, I, I think a few of those came after the Baylor loss. We'll just say nine. You beat nine teams in, in the, the historic super, season. You beat nine super regional teams so far this year. How about that? I, and I, the only reason it's not fifteen to fifteen is because there's some teams that weren't on the schedule. This exactly, year. Or, or they would they would have got that work too. Oh so, yeah, looking at you, Louisiana. I uh, Graham Hayes, who's a contributor for uh, D1 Softball, uh, tweeted out an insane stat, and I'm going to read it now. During this three year run. OU softball has played 19.1 postseason innings against pitchers who were top three finalists for USA Softball Player of the Year that season. The pitching line, 19.1 inning pitch, 31 hits, Mm. 22 earned runs Mm. for a 7.97 ERA. So if you just counted... Just counted the times these last three years where OU has had to go up against a top three player of the year candidate on the mound. They are uh, they're scoring eight runs a game on. So root for Valerie Cagle to be back at the circle I mean, tomorrow. That's what, that's, that's what it sounds ridiculous. like to me. That's ridiculous. I mean, that a great stat pulled by Graham uh, for sure. But that's that's one of those. I I don't care. Anytime you say, oh man. They got a big bad pitcher. You better watch out. Okay. I'm not scared. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not scared of that. Cool. Man. We got a big bad team. In fact, I, I I think that when people say that, they just say, "Okay, no, no, go no, go ahead. Yeah, t- t- say, tell us more. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Just 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 say it. We we, we got it though. We're good. Yeah, we good. They're, they're they're not scared. Fourteen and zero against teams in the super says the text line. Thank you for that. Jim in Arlington says, "Can Patty and this year's team just all become Team USA in the next Summer Olympics?" You want him to run real every single game, Jim? You you, you want to watch five innings or seven innings? In you the could Olympics? cause an international conflict <laughs> if we <laughs> <Seriously>. do that. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, could you no imagine? doubt about that. Because Patty wouldn't let up. No, no, Patty's that... not taking a knee in the sixth no. inning. No, we, we in order to, you know, to help global efforts of peace 
uh, among countries, we will not be sending OU softball. LG Sooner 63, I told everyone watching it with me after the uh, after Hanson hit her knee, Cagle was hurt. After that, she gave up five runs. Uh, let's see, 405, they want anyone other than OU to win. Sounds similar to women's gymnastics. At Nationals, KJ said she saw shirts that said anyone but OU. That did happen. There yeah. were fans wearing shirts that said anyone but OU. Guess what happened? It, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. That's why they needed the shirt. <laughs> well, I love OU softball as much as my mother, so yes, Jen Schroeder, when she insults my team, I'm going after her, says a texture of the 918. <laughs> yeah. Yes, keep that same energy. I love that. I love OU softball as much, about as much as I love my mother. So, yeah, when Jen Schroeder insults them, I'm going after her. Absolutely. And she gets it even when she doesn't insult them. Like I said, <laughs> that anybody but OU shirt, like I said, there's, there, we've earned a little bit of that. Wade and OKC, I think they were feeling the pressure from the win streak. Lions just seemed off. Well, I mean, they didn't have their cleanest game of the year. I, I, I don't think that that has to mean that they were feeling the pressure from the win streak. I mean, they they did win 9-2 to two today. I mean, they, they, there were some on their level, and we got to remember what we're talking about. Right. Like, we expect – like, we people say that OU has spoiled football fans. That pales in comparison yeah. to how we feel about the softball team. This it's is not a, perfect all the way around. It's, what's wrong with the girls? What's what's going on here? This is a Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> if, they, I mean, if, if it's not exactly perfect, uh, it's going to get, it's going to get picked yeah. apart. So, I mean, they, they, it, it was a good day. There's, they won nine to two in a super regional game and they beat the player that might win player of the year. It's Clem- a really good day. Clemson was 36 and one before yeah. their catcher went out. And then now they activated her back like 36 and one whenever that injury happened. Now, and they don't have the depth because they haven't been a program very long. They don't have the competitive depth. So they're finally back healthy. We are playing a team that was a 36-1 and team at one point during the season. 918, can it be made mandatory that OU football players get mental and physical toughness coaching from Patty Gasso? I, th- I just think Patty should have a hand in coaching all the sports on campus, you know? Yeah. I mean, she doesn't need any downtime. She probably <laughs> hates downtime. <laughs> I mean, yes, let's speak for her on that and say that she yeah. absolutely hates I mean, downtime. she did do an interview where she's like, actually, I really enjoy my downtime. Yeah. I went and got like a little lunch or breakfast, uh, walked down the street. Like, so, yeah, we won't, we, we won't sign Patty up for any extra jobs. Just some football news today, just to say that we did it. Yeah, okay? check the box. Oh, you has got a new punter, Ashton Logan Where's from the 88? University of Colorado. Use 88, doesn't he? Doesn't he wear number 88? Is that, is that what he wore at CU, number 88? I think so. Hmm, okay. Is 88 open currently on the team, or are we going to have three number 88s? I feel like duplicate numbers have uh, happened here recently. Yeah, well, I know you can have one on offense, one on defense. I guess I've never considered if you can have one on special teams. Can you have three? Uh, surely. Uh, sh- surely, right? Surely. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philip, Philip Paya also got offered by OU. He's a transfer portal player. Started his career at Michigan, a defensive lineman, six foot four, three oh five, and he has most recently played at Utah State. Played in three games last year before suffering an injury. He was out for the rest of the year. So this is um, this is an offer, and it sounds like he's going to visit OU next week. Sounds like OU has a really good chance of getting him. But this is an offer this late to make me say, okay, what's going on with the What's going on at defensive line for OU? Like, what? Why? Why just now did this offer go out? See, I think I think they've been after a guy like this, like you know, kind of a that more traditional nose tackle, big, big-bodied guy, three hundred plus, you know, uh, interior guy. I think they've been after him all year, Tyler. It's just 
if one comes available, offer, see, you know, throw your hat in the ring. I hope that's the case and it's not a hint on the status of another player potentially or anything uh, like that. I, I think I think this offer would have gone out if he no matter when he entered the portal. I, I don't think it's indicative. And and it's it's like it's like anything else. Like if if there's a talented defensive lineman out there, I don't care how good your line is. Go get him. Like always add. Sark's vodka says, "Why can't our football team be this good?" Hurts. <laughs> First of all, I don't think there's any football team. Georgia's not even this. Georgia's good right not now. even like like. Has Alabama ever been this you, good, even during their run? If your standard is, we need we need our football team to be OU softball level good. You are asking them to win back to back to potentially back national championships and set the all time win streak record and own three of the other top five that you own four of the five longest win streaks in that time. Like you're, you're, you're asking a lot, man. (laughs) Well, OU softball did show the blueprint to uh, beating a a Clemson team. Just, you know, hurt their best player in the leg. Maybe you should have done that to Deshaun Watson. There's a joke in there somewhere and I'm not going to explore that. Instead, we'll close up hour number two coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Tonight, Boyd Street Ventures invests in innovative startups by providing initial investments, strategic guidance, operational support, and help in raising additional capital to launch a company. Boyd Street Ventures can help you through the process of Sooners empowering Sooners and investing in OU innovation. For more info, go to BoydStreetVentures.com. Into the plate with that changeup. Swung on, hit deep to center field, and this one is gone! Home run number 16, Alyssa Brito. That was the home run hit immediately after the Haley Lee Grand Slam. Brito got all of that one. Like many other players in this order right now, she's swinging the bat very well. And probably big for her after that tough, uh, I guess she had the tough defensive inning in the top of the fifth, right? Then she hits the home run in the bottom of the fifth. That'll get the old confidence back. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny because... I was in with old, old Pasby watching uh, watching some of the game, and right after the right after the Grand Slam, I popped in uh, to where Parker was, where you are now, and then I got a notification, and it said burrito bomb, and I was like, I thought I thought no, Haley Lee hit that. I was like, did the did the intern screw up or something like that? I go back in there, I was like, oh, well, I guess we hit another. I was like, welcome, welcome to the game, next pitcher. My good lord. What an introduction. Good lord. Uh, for the 580, I'm not going to lie, the Kegel girl is legit. She's almost impossible to get out. I hope she hits the portal and comes to Norman. Like I said. <laughs> Come on down, got a spot. Here's the thing, though. Is as great as this pitching staff is this year, and methinks it's the greatest of all time, all you lose is Alex Storacco. Like, it's the best, in, it's at least the best in college softball this year. That's going to be true next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to have Kirsten Deal bumped up to a starting role, most likely. And I don't think they're going to get Valerie Cagle in the transfer portal. Not with that attitude. That's true. I, I need to, reass- need to reassess. Didn't we just talk about <laughs> yeah. this? What are you doing doubting OU softball? They're going to get Valerie Cagle <laughs> in the transfer portal, along with Jordy Ball, Nicole May, and Kirsten Deal. And that will be the greatest pitching staff ever. How's that? Yeah. Do we have number 72 open? Is anyone else wearing 72 right now? I, make I, room for it. Yeah, I think we'll make room. Yeah, that's the thing. It's We're going to get to the, to the point where – like after a certain time, LeBron was not compared to his contemporaries. Who was compared to Jordan? Right. The the biggest argument in basketball is MJ or Jordan, or MJ or LeBron, MJ or LeBron. 
well, that's how this OU pitching staff is going to be. They're just going to be compared to other versions of themselves, and I love it. And they don't hop from – well, they've gotten some players in the portal, but, well, you, you know. know. Yeah, you know. LeBron's played for, like, three teams now, so <laughs> it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. Final hour of The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref. 1400 AM, KREF.